I'm here on my stool, but I'm not in the best of moods, I must confess. Though, being on the stool in the corner is a constant, as is this drip. Right now, constancy is the best I can ask for. Daily actions I can count on, like this, time with you. But not all of the consistencies are soothing. Lately, I'm thinking of, I don't know, my mom and dad. And my dad, he worked three jobs. Three. And we weren't poor. But because of my father's loyalty to his mother, my mother, myself, and my sister lived in a household where money was in short supply. Arguments were a constant in our house. Our parents, they loved us. They'd take a bullet for us. But the verbal bullets that were fired between my mom and dad every day molded me into the person who would tell jokes, try to subdue the, the budget battles. I became the appeaser, the pleaser. I only bring this up wondering if you too are a pleaser. Do you try to do what you can to please the universe and all those who inhabit it? Or are you simply an observer? I mean, perhaps a long time ago you tried being a pleaser, but found as I did, well, it takes its toll. Having no money takes its toll as well. Today, we do not live like Adam and Eve once did, with what they needed, all they needed, the garden provided. Now, with this pandemic, people are living in fear of going without. Where will the money come to eat, to pay bills, to feel some sense of security? And for those who are homeless, there's no tithing, no vegetables, fruit, to pick from the perimeter of the crop field, as was commanded in ancient days. Now there are food banks, neighbors, to take up this duty. But, you know, there are many among us that will not reach out, will sit by themselves in the corner of their own choosing. I know what it felt like to not want. Well, I wanted it. But I didn't want to reveal my want because it would be a burden on my mother and father. So I would ask for nothing. I mean, at one point, my mother, she went to the local clothing store to allow, and they allowed her to bring home various, like, shirts and pants. But the price tags were taken off. And so she would come home and display them for me and ask me to choose what I wanted. And I asked, how much did it cost? And my mother replied, I have no idea. Choose. Right now, there are proud people who do not want to ask for help, who are ashamed to go to the food bank to turn to their neighbor. I ask you to speak to them, to whisper in their ears that the work of mitzvah, doing good for others, is a two-sided coin. There's a great blessing in helping others, but if you do not ask for the help, the blessing cannot happen. You are the one, the one, who do you turn to for, for a blessing, for help? I believe in us is the baked-in notion that our oneness is our source of strength. I can do it on my own. I don't need yours or anyone's help. I've been this way, still am to a great extent. My father stated, if you fail, look to yourself. The road to success is your burden and yours alone. Everyone, according to my dad, has the same ability. You don't succeed? Well, you didn't try hard enough. Try harder. But what if trying harder is not enough? I mean, no matter how much you try, you're not going to reach the goal. We are not all blessed with the same abilities. My father, well, he would never concede that, that possibility. 
That is why I look to you. For with you I am not alone, with you in prayer. It is no sin to ask for guidance, for strength, for health. Do you mind, Art, please? Are there so many that, that it becomes white noise? Do you tune us out? Remember, all I know of you is secondhand, and when I'm able to know you firsthand, I no longer am capable of telling what I've learned. That is faith. You have to believe. You have to believe that this threat, this virus, will spare our families, our friends, ourselves. We have to have faith that this too shall pass, and when it does, our vision of how to live life will be clearer, more honorable. Or will what we learn have a short shelf life in our memory, and soon we'll be back to the same habits that got us here in the first place. This life of yours, this game we play, doesn't seem to be constructed for complete enlightenment. There's nothing on the game board, no space that, that states, when you pass go, all struggle will disappear. So struggle is the game. The struggle disappears when you do, when you are no longer a player on the board. And many more are disappearing these days. More than 600,000 have died so far. Should we be shouting, hallelujah? Your struggle is over. I, for one, will not be shouting. We don't live in a world beyond flesh. We live because of flesh. We are creatures of the flesh. And we could do no less than cry than mourn those who are released from their bodies. Notice uh, you haven't heard the whistle. Nothing has stopped me because I just need to get this off my chest. But I know I cannot continue to sit here on my stool in the corner and behave like this. It will get me nowhere. Pain, struggle, death, unfairness will never leave us. They are part of us, part of the earth, the Aina, the spirit of the land, as Hawaiians say. Struggle grows like a weed all around us. But I do have the ability to work harder, to laugh at the struggle before us, and cry when I must, where no one can see me. Well, how about a song? I want to be the best I can be. Oh, want to be the best I can be. But my mother and inside me I'm cold and damp but no one 